Welcome to the Start Now Podcast. We're your hosts, Mike and Alyssa. We're here to motivate, inspire, share, and encourage you to stop waiting and start now. Welcome to the first official podcast of Start Now. How are we feeling? I'm so excited. This is very exciting. Yay. We were blown away by the feedback and all the love that we got after our first little five-minute Friday, so we're diving into our first full episode. We have a lot of topics that we're going to cover, but we want to start um, by kind of introducing ourselves in a way. We're going to play a little game. Let's do it. You like games? I love games. You can't win this one. What? Yes, I can. <laughs> this is not a winning and losing game. Okay, okay. Let's all right, it. so I have five questions for you. You've never heard these questions, correct? This is correct. All right, so... I just picked random five questions. Some of them are a little bit shorter than others. Some of them might require a little bit deeper dive, but let's start simple. Okay. I'm ready. What is your favorite dessert? Oh, brownies for sure. Would you agree with that? That, That's my favorite dessert? No, for me. Yeah, I think brownies are your favorite dessert. A million percent brownies. I don't like cake. That wasn't the question. True. Okay, Okay. moving on. Next question. If you were to win the lottery... What would your first purchase be? But it's not a house or a car. Oh, first, like for you, because I knew that's what I knew you were gonna say. I'm gonna buy a house, but you can't buy a house. You can't buy a car. You can't buy property. I want you to like think of an item that you're gonna splurge on. Does it have to be an item, or can it be? Can it be a trip? So, I see now why you wanted to give me these questions before we started. So, do you want me to tell you mine? No, I don't. I want to answer the question. My first thought was Parker's kindergarten. If it were to no, be, it has to not be on you. Something for me. Okay. Oh, my Cartier bracelet. I could get probably one of the really, 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 really nice ones. So you would get a Cartier bracelet? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, this one is a little bit of a deeper dive. Um what makes you a good fitness instructor? What would you say made you a good fitness instructor? Give me three things that make you a good fitness instructor. I would say one, genuine connection. That's what I pride myself on and something that I care about probably the most more than anything is connecting with all the athletes that I get to interact with. Number two is you'll actually never hear me say I'm the best that I can be as a fitness instructor because I'm always learning. So I think that's what makes me a great fitness instructor is that I'm constantly pushing myself to get better and stronger and learn. Number three, my music. I spent a lot of time researching music and making sure that it's not stale. Yeah. Um, question four. All right. You are going to make your own concert. Okay. So like you're in control. You have to pitch the venue. You have to pitch the opener and then the headliner. So, like, where would it be? It could be any venue in the world. Um, Who would open the concert out and then who would be the headliner? Do I get to bring my friends with me? Yeah, you're like, you're setting this up. You're putting this, you're putting it on. So I have a private jet to bring all of my friends to this venue. You're, it's going to be a concert that you put on. Like, say you're in control of. No, I get it. But I want to make sure that like my MTV people are there. MTV comes to you and it's like, hey, we want you to plan this concert. But can my friends come? Because that's yeah, so, answering yes, where. Okay. Of course. The Opera House in Sydney, Australia. That's why I asked that because I wouldn't have it there if my people couldn't come with me. Yes. I've, you, they can, you get like. Unlimited guests. 100 tickets. Yeah. Perfect. So the opener. Would probably be. Now be careful. You don't want to insult anybody by putting them at a. I know. Opener. I know. 
Well, oh, goodness. They Probably. Have, they have to be alive. Okay, so I don't know the exact answer, but I would pick one of my up-and-coming artist friends from my black TikTok community group. I don't, have, I don't have an answer of who that person is yet. And the headliner would be Drake, Lil Wayne, and Nicki Minaj. Those are three. Yeah, the, you, you didn't, get one. You didn't limit one it to one. One act. Pick one of those three. Drake. Okay. And then your last one. What's your biggest irrational fear? And you can't be like, I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of not being good enough. Like spiders that's or an snakes. Easy, or that's like, a what's very your easy question. Favorite irrational fear? Besides, and not cake. Extreme accidents. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? Extreme accidents. Like you getting into a car accident when you don't answer the phone. That's definitely an irrational fear. Okay. And that's my okay. biggest irrational feel fear okay my turn what is your favorite late night snack probably peanut butter on bread do you want to tell people what you do late at night or no i put peanut butter on <laughs> bread he sleep he sleep eats late night it used to be worse when i was training for my marathon and i would burn Very like true. six thousand calories in a day and i just wouldn't eat enough during the day because i wouldn't be as hungry after my run i'd be more thirsty and so and I have 9, 30, 10, 11, 30, 12 rolls around. And I, you know, you get to go to the bathroom. You're like, oh, there's some peanut butter out in the kitchen. Let me go grab a scoop. Big sleep eater. Number two, what is the reason you started grad school? Um, well, I started when I was still a teacher. And my school paid for a portion of grad school. And then assuming that I stayed there, I would have gotten a raise. Ah, I um, didn't know that. Yeah. And I Why also... Why did you leave? <laughs> Um, and I also, I don't know, I think I was just like talking with my dad one day and I was like, oh, like maybe I should go to grad school because I'm like the only person in my family without an advanced degree. So I figured- In your household? Yeah, well, you're part of the family. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Tessie. Tessie doesn't have a degree. Parker doesn't have a degree. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of why. And I, I didn't know what I wanted to do for my grad school. Um, I just literally Google searched like- grad school, online grad school, and then found different programs. And I researched a little bit more about who had your programs. And here I am about one class away from graduating. We'll have to do a deeper dive into what you've learned in grad school at a later sure. episode. Next question. Favorite part of being a dad? Um, hard to pick, I know. Hard to pick. <laughs> I would say the best is like when when you like made eye contact with your kid and they look up at you and they just smile just mm. like out of nowhere like that that look you know that that gets you through some hard days very true if you know you know what do you miss most about teaching the kids what about the kids just like being around the kids and i don't know it's different when you're working with adults in a fitness setting versus working with kids in a school setting because i think We've talked about this before, but in the fitness setting, people are choosing to show up, right? At school, the kids don't have a choice. Like, they have to go to school. True. So um, you get to kind of, like, win them over a little bit more. And um, I don't know, like, the connections that you build with families and with kids. Like, I told you this the other day. Two, like Three of my former student athletes that I coached uh, for girls basketball, they had their last game coming up. And they reached out to another teacher who was one of my friends and they wanted him to ask me to come to their last home game. So sweet. And then there was a snow day, so I was going to cancel. But 
that, that those those are the things like you you make real connections and you make real impact um on young people and i think that's pretty powerful yeah that's special also there was free coffee all day oh and free lunch how come you never brought any home free coffee That'd be kind of gross actually <laughs> okay last but not least your favorite 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 ever go home song in a spin session it changes every week i like to find a new hit every week and what's what's your go-to when you're um, stuck and you go back into that I library mean, I think my favorite like it. sovereign light cafe is a good one what is that sovereign light cafe what check, is that check it out check it out oh i thought you're gonna play it i'm like we're not that I'm not, advanced I'm yet not, i'm not gonna play it but um sovereign like cafe sovereign light never heard of that before um i believe it's by afrojack yeah keen and afrojack the afrojack remix when we're done here i'll go check that out maybe pop it into my session tomorrow awesome thank you hopefully we shed some little insight into who your hosts are and obviously you'll get to know us as time goes on but thought we'd start out with a little game um so now that we know each other better you know me more (laughs) um I wanted to de- dive into a couple of things. The first thing is I wanted to tell you a quote that I heard. Again, okay. you've not heard this quote before. Um, this I was listening to a podcast. And um, do you know who Ricky Williams is? No. So he was a football player, running back. He went to University of Texas. Then he played for the Saints and the Dolphins. You probably remember him for the Dolphins. No. <laughs> if you if you saw him, I'm would, just, the name sounds very familiar. He like set all these records in college, and he was sure. like a phenomenal athlete. Um, and then he kind of got not in trouble, but he was a big advocate for cannabis and uh. marijuana. And the NFL kind of like tainted his name. Um, and now he has a company where they kind of talk about the benefits of marijuana with athletes, and like it's called Heisman. But mm. the people who were doing the interview were t- talking to him about you know he was kind of like ahead of his time because now there's all these studies about, you know, cannabis and how it can help with mental health Mm. and how, um, you know, it it can be beneficial in a lot of different ways. Like we've seen it used as medicine. And he said, the nature of being ahead of your time means you're going to be misunderstood. Oh, yeah. So the nature of being ahead of your time means you're going to be misunderstood. What do you, what do you think of that? I think I feel that to my core. It's something I think about all of the time is that if you are a trailblazer and if you're paving a way, people aren't going to understand what you're doing. So, yes, that would lead them to misunderstand you. Look at anybody who's been an innovator in any market. Yeah. They were probably laughed at the first time they came up with that idea. A million percent. Like I always talk about. So at Barry's, there was a guy named Barry. Yeah. Way, way, way back in the day. The Barry. The Barry in L.A. And he worked at like a big bots gym off his like a gold gym or something like that. And um, one day the the fitness instructor back then fitness was like step aerobics. And yeah, was that was like not there. So they asked him to fill in, and he took like this group of people and had some of them go down on treadmills, and then he had them like halfway up, bring their weights up, and then do some weighted movements. And then the gym made him leave. The gym's like you can't do this here; it's too unsafe. Mm. Like you're. You can't be having people bring weights upstairs to a new room and, and, and like, yelling across the gym floor to people what to do. Valid. 
but he was an innovator, right? Like, yeah, look at what he built, and yeah. you know, he was ahead of his time. And how many, how many, you know, group fitness classes or workout videos have you seen where it's a combination of weighted movements and cardio? You know, and like he kind of was the originator of that. That's very true. I just was thinking about Instagram Reels, and it sounds like a silly example, but. I remember, and we'll dive into my creating journey again in a different episode because that could be its whole whole episode, but learning through some of my peers when Instagram Reels first came out. And I sat, I remember it was, a, I don't know, sometime maybe about a year ago. They've been out maybe two years now. I can't remember. But I was sitting in our kitchen playing around with how to make a Reel, and I made one, and I figured it out, and then I made another and another, and people are like, oh, all this is doing is posting reels all the time. I just keep seeing her pop up with the reels. Take a look now. I open up my Instagram. All I see is reels from all my friends and all the people. And it's true. When you are the first person to do something, you can be very misunderstood. And also it can feel very lonely because people don't understand exactly what it is that you're trying to do. I love that quote. Yeah, I thought that was really powerful. And I feel like there's so many people who you know, going back to our start now who avoid maybe doing things that they feel strongly about because they're afraid that people will make fun of them or misunderstand them or look at them a certain way or say, you shouldn't do that. You know, whether it's, you know, we'll talk about career changes at some point. We talked about, you know, goal setting. And I feel like a lot of times if you do something that people aren't used to, they're going to be confused. I mean, you look in like history, right? The history yeah. of the world, think about all the people who are innovative in, you know, whether it's politics or sports or medicine, like the first time somebody does something different that challenges the status quo, people are like skeptical. Do you think that people are still skeptical or do you think that? For sure. Because I just was going to say, I feel as though at least it's probably more just the people that we surround ourselves with that they're more open-minded to innovation. So I feel less judged or less like we're, we literally started this podcast to encourage people to start and whatever they're starting, unless it's something illegal or something that we wouldn't support, we probably would say, go for it. Even if we don't necessarily understand it ourselves, we still would give them the push to go. But I wonder if that's just us and who, again, I think we surround ourselves with people. Yeah. And I think that's one of those things where, you know, you talk about you, you know, your, was it your vibe attracts your, your, your tribe? Your vibe attracts your tribe. But I think like even think about you and I, right? We both left careers that are more, I don't want to say normal, but kind of, I don't know, more popular or more, more mainstream, more I mainstream, guess. mainstream, yeah. right? And we both had to have like, conversations with our parents about yeah. what we were doing like how many times do you have to like could you imagine sitting down <laughs> your parent be like mom dad i'm i have something to tell you i want to be a doctor like yeah <laughs> or mom i'm I'm gonna become a you know a, a lawyer like yeah. the fact that we had to have conversations with them and like walk them through it and like i mean we're lucky we have super supportive parents but i think when you're doing something new that seems different i think people are going to be like why yeah Absolutely. And that's, I mean, change only happens through innovation. You know, like we talked about fitness, like you and I talked the other day about how fitness has changed. Yeah. Um, And, you know, if if, (laughs) there's been stationary bites forever, right? 
Very true. Imagine the first person who said, hey, let's make this a, a fitness class. Yeah. They're probably like, huh? You're going to do what on a bike? So I think I think innovation is key, and I think people are always going to be skeptical. Um, but it's like you said, it's important to surround yourself with those people who believe in you and who support you and, you know, who will be there by your side and, and help you get through things. Because, you know, one of the most important parts about when you're making these transitions is to have a strong support system. A million percent. All right. I want to change uh, topics really quick. Okay. So we talked about like innovation and you talked about like your reels. Define side hustle. Side hustle, a hustle on the side. Wow. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> a from, side from hustle. From Miriam and Webster herself. <laughs> so a side hustle is something I would define it as something that is outside of your quote unquote nine to five or outside of what pays your bill, your main bills, I suppose. And maybe it's something a craft that you have, or maybe it's something that you've picked up on the side, but it is again, something that is outside your quote unquote full-time job. So tell me this. Yeah. Yes. Like, Back back when I was growing up, right, I heard the term a lot, you know, somebody's parents worked two jobs or mm-hmm. worked multiple jobs. What's the difference between working two jobs and having a side hustle or are they the same? Is, just, is it just terminology at this point? Is it we've evolved to understand that you can have multiple jobs or is a side hustle more related to a passion compared to a job? Like, How would you break it down? I would say it's very case by case and it depends on what exactly you're speaking of. So if I had to say I have, if you asked me if creating was a side hustle versus me having two jobs, I would say I have two jobs, but my priority lies with my responsibilities for Revd, if that makes sense. Right. Like when I was a teacher, Revd, some people might consider it a side hustle, but it felt like more than that, right? Like. But then again, there's people who have side hustles who are who are you know maybe small in terms of scale, but maybe super important to them, right? Like think about how many friends that we have we know that have things on the side that they do, whether it's cookies or crocheting or right. you know clothing lines. Like there's things that people do, and I think eventually, if you put enough effort into a side hustle, it becomes your main hustle. Right? Could be your hustle. I think that's also part of this podcast is thinking of. When you're thinking of starting now, do you want to make your side hustle your main hustle? Or is it something simply that's on the side? I think that probably or will remain on the side. Right. Like, if you is will. It, I mean, we're big Shark Tank fans, right? Yes. I think a lot of times we hear about people who have a job to pay the bills and then have their side hustle or their side passion because that's what eventually they, they want to do. Um, and I think... It it becomes your main hustle when it can fund your life, right? When, yeah, I think that makes sense. Be, you can financially rely on that hustle, and you no longer need a quote unquote nine to five. Um, I think I think a lot of times. I mean, there are people who have side hustles who you know drive Uber or Grubhub right. or you know there's there's tons of stuff online about teachers, especially you know working at Domino's after hours or you know working at Walmart or Target. Like there's 
there's so many jobs that are side hustles just because they need money. Right. But then there's those side hustles that are passions. That it's I like could, a passion passion project. Right. Which could be considered a side hustle. And so like on Shark Tank, a lot of times we hear about how people go all in and how they like quit their corporate job working on Wall Street because they wanted to make you know hats for dogs and they really love it and it it starts to take off right like i think there's that fine line of where the side hustle becomes your main hustle is like when it can fulfill you you know emotionally spiritually and then financially too that's a good food for thought for anybody listening is anybody who is listening to this because you are interested in taking that leap or you're in the middle of starting something or you've wanted to start something and you're looking for us for inspiration to start it now. Think about if you do have that side hustle, quote unquote, what is your end goal? Is it to become your main hustle? That almost helps you pave a path too. So that's some really good food for thought in thinking if you have a side hustle, what what's your plan with it? What's the end goal? Is it just for fun or is it supposed to be more? True. I like that. Yeah. Cool. Well, that wraps up episode one of the Start Now podcast. We are super excited to continue this going and see where this all takes us. We have, again, a lot, a lot to talk about, different topics, different guests eventually coming on the show. And like Mike said in the beginning, we really appreciate your support and listening. If you want to share, like, comment, give us feedback on what you want to hear and what your thoughts are, we love to hear it. So thank you very, very much for listening to this episode of Start Now.